Hey, what's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cudajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. In this episode, I want to first discuss the newest signing the Mets have made, adding catcher James McCann to the squad through a four-year, $40 million deal, and why I think this is an awesome signing and just shows so much potential for the rest of the offseason. Next, in the second half, I'm going to discuss the Mets hiring Jared Porter, former assistant GM of the Arizona Diamondbacks, to be their next general manager, and I'm going to let you know all about him and what I think he will bring to the ball club. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast and love to interact and talk Mets with fans like you. So head on over and follow on Twitter, at PodMets. So let's get started here, first talking about James McCann. Now, I've talked about him in a different episode when I was talking about the reports that the Mets were in talks with James McCann or were thinking about signing James McCann. But now today, Saturday, December 12th, the Mets went through and finally did it. They signed James McCann to a four-year, a little bit over $40 million deal. And, you know, I think this is an awesome signing. I'm really, really excited about it. But let me just get into talking a little bit about McCann. So he started off his career kind of slow. Again, as I've talked about in the past, he his first five years of his career kind of make his numbers look bad, but he is on the incline of his career, honestly. Over his full career, he has a slash line of 249, 300, 394, for an OPS of 694. You know, that's not great. But his two his past two seasons have really been his best, and that's what I think the Mets are making this signing off of is the potential he brings. Since 2019, he has hit 276 with a 334 on base percentage and a 474 slugging percentage, and he has 116 weighted runs created plus, which measures the hitter's ability to hit by taking away external factors, and that 116 weighted runs created plus is the third highest among catchers since 2019, and four more than the other big catcher name, JT Romuto. Also in his past two seasons, he has 25 home runs, and as I talked about in a different episode, he has seen a major increase in his power, hitting 18 home runs in 2019 and 7 in the shortened season where he wasn't playing as much because of the White Sox signing Yasmani Grandal. And in those past two seasons, he has also seen a 4.9 wins above replacement. So he's just really been increasing overall, and not only with his hitting, but also with his fielding. Now, this is something that I think Mets fans really have or fans in general have really knocked McCann for has been his rocky career numbers with his ability behind the plate. But he has really been improving, especially last year. In 2019, his strikes total, or gaining strikes from the shadow zone or the area around the strike zone, and his ability to get balls in this zone to be called strikes went from minus 15 in 2019, which was the league worst, all the way to plus 2 in 2020, which was tied 6th in the league. An important factor in this change was after the 2019 season, he went to work with Jerry Naren, who was a catcher who's tutored catchers such as Jonathan Lucroy and Martin Maldonado, to work on his framing, and clearly the work has paid off. His bottom of the strike zone framing has been much better than it has in the past, and overall, his pitch framing ranked in the 88th percentile in 2020. Now, like I said, I love the signing. I think overall, whether or not you compare him to JT Romuto, who in a different episode I spoke about this, he is clearly the much better player. I don't think that is really a question, but James McCann is definitely an upgrade over Ramos. While both of them are generally good batters and have shown off in the past two seasons that they can be good hitters, McCann ranks way better than Ramos does defensively. 
Ramos, since 2019, has had a 25.1% strike rate for borderline strikes, while McCann has a 35.8% strike rate. And additionally, McCann's caught stealing percentage is 36%, while Ramos only has a 27% caught stealing percentage for his career. So as you can see, McCann is a definitely an upgrade in the defensive department, and that was really the main issue with Ramos. I think we saw in 2019, Ramos can hit. He had a down season last season, and I think oppositely, McCann is trending up in his past two seasons, both hitting and defensively. And I think that is a major reason why the Mets went ahead and made this deal. So I think the most important aspect when looking at this deal is the financial side of it. So a lot of Mets fans, and honestly myself included before this offseason began, had their eye on JT Romuto of the Philadelphia Phillies. I think everyone noticed how great of a player he was, how good he was behind the plate, how good he was batting, and additionally, which, you know, Mets fans, it definitely stood out to Mets fans, was how good he could run the bases. Romuto is kind of the full package. He's a great player, but as a great player, he's asking for top dollar. And while the Mets now with Steve Cohen, money is not really an object, that's not really an issue for for paying these big players. But if you paid attention to what Steve Cohen said at the beginning of the season, he said he doesn't want to spend money like a drunken sailor. And those are his words, and I like the sound of that. He's a smart guy, he's a successful businessman, and he knows that you don't build continued success in throwing all your money at one season and at one player. He knows, and I know Sandy Alderson knows this as well, you need to be smart about your money. And if you threw all your money at JT Romito, there is a very slim chance that you could sign Springer or Bauer or try and make at least significant upgrades at either of the center field or the pitching position, as well as, you know, there have been rumors about the Mets making trades for shortstop or maybe signing DJ LeMahieu to be an infielder. You know, there's lots of top free agents out there that if you pay JT Realmuto his, what he's asking for, which is fully warranted, he's fully warranted to ask for a seven plus year, 125 plus million dollar deal. That's completely fine. But if you're if you're the Mets, you have other needs besides catcher. So what I think the Mets are getting by signing James McCann is the second best catcher on the market, a catcher who's trending up and has looked really good the past two seasons, both at the plate and in last season shown through last season behind the plate, I think he's really showing that he can be a top tier catcher. And I think the Mets got him for a quarter of the price, a third of the price of what they would have had to pay Real Muto if they wanted to sign Real Muto. I think he frees up so much more space that you could sign both Springer and Trevor Bauer. And I think that's also an important part of this deal. I think if you do not sign either of those two and go for lower tier center fielders or pitchers, then maybe this deal looks a lot worse. But the potential that this shows for the Mets for the rest of their offseason signing possibly George Springer in center field, who if you listened to last episode, I talked a lot about how the Mets have been very closely linked and it, there's some general rumors around the league that the Mets could sign him. And I know there have been reports going around about Sandy Alderson wanting to sign Trevor Bauer. So, you know, with this space that they free up by only spending $10 million of the payroll this season, leaving about $60 million to spend under the luxury tax, they could spend it on two other big free agents. So I really like this signing, first of all, because McCann is clearly a trending upwards player. And while he is 30 years old, he has clearly been trending up in his career as of late. And I think the Mets signed a player with a lot of potential. And additionally, which I mentioned last time I spoke about James McCann, a four-year deal 
deal ensures that the Mets' second overall prospect, Francisco Alvarez, who is a catcher, will eventually have a spot to come into after McCann's contract eventually runs out. So I overall, I, I really can't say enough about how happy I am with this. Obviously, I wouldn't have minded JT Realmuto. I'm not saying that I think McCann is overall a better player or catcher than Realmuto. I just think in general, McCann ensures you to sign at least one, possibly two of the big name free agents, hopefully Springer and Bauer, as well as gives you a trending upward catcher who will leave you space for your future catcher and Francisco Alvarez. So before I get into talking about the Mets new GM, Jared Porter, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll get right back into it. All right, so welcome back, and the next thing I want to get into is the Mets hiring their next general manager in Jared Porter. So they hired him to a four-year contract tonight. He is 41 years old, and he has a long history in the game. So he worked with the Red Sox in their front office from 2004 all the way till 2015. He started as an intern and worked all the way up to his final role there as the team's director of professional scouting from 2012 to 2015. Then he moved to the Chicago Cubs for their 2016 season and finally spent the last four seasons in Arizona as their assistant GM. Working with the Red Sox and the Cubs, he worked under the highly touted general manager and president of Theo Epstein. And thus, Porter's been a part of three different World Series teams in 2004 and 2011 with the Red Sox and then in 2016 with the drought-breaking World Series win for the Cubs. Overall, Porter seems to be very highly respected around the league. According to former Mets assistant GM Allard Baird, who worked with Porter, he's got a strong executive presence with a compassion for people. Baird also went on to explain that he appreciates the subjective and objective side of analytics and will be good at scouting and analytics when adding talent to the team. He also finally said that Porter will be aggressive but is a good listener. So, Admittedly, I don't know a lot about Porter or any of the other candidates that the Mets were looking at, but from looking around, this seems to be a very good hire for the Mets. He seems to be, like I just said, highly respected around the league, and I really like the fact that he seems to be an aggressive but smart guy. I also really like the fact that he's worked under Theo Epstein, who is widely known as one of the best general managers and presidents. The way that Epstein has worked in the past to build up droughted teams or teams that haven't won in a long time which at this point the Mets are becoming a drought team who he helped the Red Sox go break their 80 plus year drought with their with the curse and breaking that in 2004 then winning again in 2011 and then with the Cubs winning in 2016 breaking their 108 year old drought you know he's learned from Theo Epstein who is regarded as one of the best general managers in the league even though this past season or this current offseason he took a step down for a year off I think this is a great hire. He's learned from one of the best in his past, and I think that can only help him in his future as a general manager. Also, from reading around, it seems that it was only a matter of time before Porter got in the door as a general manager and that many people around the league expected him to become a general manager eventually, so it's great to see that he's finally filling into that role as a general manager. The one thing that reading around and seeing what people are saying about him that I love to see is that he will be aggressive but smart. 
And I think that lines up perfectly with the philosophy and plan that Steve Cohen mentioned when going into this season. So I really think that is a good sign that he's smart, but as I explained earlier with Baird, he said that he will be aggressive but a good listener. So he knows what to look for, he knows how to be calm, but also go after what he needs to go after, and I think after the McCann signing, there aren't too many other pieces I think the Mets need to fill, just really the center field and the pitcher ho pitcher's holes that they have will really help round this team out as a true competitor. And, you know, I think us Mets fans went into last season thinking that they were going to be a top competitor, and unfortunately that didn't hold true for a multitude of reasons. You know, injuries are definitely a part of what has plagued the Mets the past few years from staying completely competitive, but I think they have a good young core. They now have someone who I'm very excited about in the catcher hole. So it's there's just a couple more holes, and if he's aggressive but smart about where he goes, he can sign these players that the Mets need to sign to fill these two I mean two major holes in center field and the pitcher spot to really help round this team out and then additionally I think that the fact that he has a history of working in the scouting and player development departments throughout his career in Boston and Chicago before going to Arizona I think that is very important because that can help for players at the major league level first of all being able to scout players and know what to look for what not to look for when making signings but additionally I think it's important in building a farm system and that kind of speaks to the Mets desire to have continued success not just go all in on one season and win the World Series and you know that's it we got our one World Series and that's all we're looking for I think it's important that they're hiring someone who has experience in scouting players and can make solid trades for good prospects as well as good drafts to bring in prospects to just help bolster this farm system and allow the Mets as we've seen the Dodgers do where they have a lot of homegrown talent on their team aside from making big signings the Yankees are doing it as well they've got homegrown talent that's how you create continued success so I really like this hire just from reading around and seeing what other people in the industry have to say about him as I said I didn't know a lot about him on my own before the signing but after reading about what he seems to bring to the team, what he seems to bring to the front office, and how people around the league regard him, I think this is an awesome hire, and I'm really excited and hope for the best and wish the best for Jared Porter as he becomes the new general manager of the New York Mets. So that's going to be it for this episode, everybody. Just to recap, I really like the James McCann signing. I think he is a catcher who is on the up as well as leaves a lot of space for other good free agent signings in the future of this offseason. And additionally, I really like the hiring of Jared Porter. I think his history and scouting and player development will be extremely beneficial for making free agent signings, making trades, and drafting, as well as reports from around the league seem to indicate that he is a very smart guy who will be very helpful for the Mets and their front office. So that's going to do it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Again, please please make sure to follow at PodMets on Twitter for updates about the podcast and just talking about the Mets and baseball in general. Thank you once again for listening and let's go Mets.